ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all shapes, sizes, colors, ages, and those visiting from the shadow realm that wish to listen to our podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. this show's frontman and main host. Welcome to our midweek episode, everybody. Uh, it, like I said this past Monday, uh, if you hear a whirring sound in the background, that's my space heater keeping me nice and roasty toasty these cold nights, days, weeks, and months. And uh, if possible, I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum if I can. But again, it's cold. My place is drafty. I need to stay warm. It is, well, late fall, early winter, so it needs to be. So, uh, again, what uh, this is going to be another filler episode this today, or I should say this midweek. Why? Like I said this Monday, a lot of stuff went down between me and Sasha. No, no, you, you guys and gals out there misunderstand. Me and Sasha are still cool. Just personally, on Sasha's end, uh, a lot of stuff went down that she needed to care, take care of personally. And a lot of stuff that I needed to take care of personally went down. So uh, we couldn't get together, whether virtually or physically, to record something. And it was a lot of stress mentally that we were going through that we had to deal with. And thus had to take have to take a break this week. And uh, so... Without uh, letting you all down and not having you all have something to listen to this week, therefore filler episodes. And yes, there is there is a reason why I'm stressing the word mental, uh, mental health, and all that. One of which is that uh, it leads into what this week's filler episode is going to be about, and that is uh, it's a panel recording that Slash, Sasha let me do. Back in, I want to say, early March of 2021, it was a, uh, like a, if not, it was early 2021 or um, like late 2021, like September 2021. Uh, It was like a Main Street uh, open air convention that uh, Waynesboro had uh, back then. But uh, uh, still, the panel is about mental health. Uh, it's it's something that needs to be talked about, especially now. Yes, May is mental general mental health awareness month, but November is men's mental health awareness month, and it it seems the reason why it's trying to gain traction and everything else is because uh, a lot of stigmatas are out there in regards to men's mental health, and it seems to be disregarded and everything else. Heck, uh, I know it's straying away from the issue in regards to men's mental health. Even at times, children get overlooked with their mental health as well. Because uh, when I was growing up, I know it was in like in the 80s. And uh, even today, I don't want to say kids have mental health issues because uh, parents will go, I know my parents said to me, hey, you're, you're 10 years old, you're 15 years old, you don't have any stress, why, you ha- you know, why do you seem stressed, you should, you know, you're a child, you shouldn't, uh, you know, being feel, uh, feel, uh, feeling upset, sad, etc, 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 you, you know, uh, chalk it up, uh, grow a spine, you know, grow a pair of, uh, Whatever, put steel in your stomach. Why are you crying? Why are you dealing with this? Why are you upset? That's all. And telling kids and guys to, you know, bottle it up and toss it down in the mental well and toxify that water does have issues. So, therefore, this panel needs to be shared as much as possible. So, once again, since this is men's mental health, this is a prime thing 
for everybody to listen to. I know the audio might be a little bit weird, but uh, y'all will be able to hear it. Y'all will probably take a lot out of this, but let me say just this right now before I have George to hit the button, is that if you are, if you need help mentally, please seek guidance, see uh, a therapist, see a professional, see your doctor, uh, talk to a, a trusted friend, uh, someone that cares. Uh, if it's gone to a dark place and you're thinking of unaliving yourself or have forcibly ending your story, please don't. I'll put a, the number for the uh, prevention uh, uh, suicide prevention number in the con- uh, description down below uh, of this episode. So all of you out there, if you need that help, you're able to find that help. So that being said, George, cue the button and let's get this show on the road. See you all on the other side. We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. So, anyways, um, if you guys were here earlier for the earlier podcast, I am, uh, well, not podcast, but panel. Yeah, panel. You're a YouTuber. I'm a YouTuber and podcaster. But, anyways, uh, we are here to talk about mental health. And, of course, I'm Sasha Constantine Monroe, best known as Sasha the Princess of Darkness. But uh, today we want to bring visibility and some attention to mental health in our community because we everybody experiences some sort of mental health challenge in their life um, be it everyday struggle be it just something as simple as depression or PTSD in my case or things of that nature yeah the current statistic is actually that one in five Americans will experience some sort of mental illness in their lifetime uh, whether or not it's chronic or comes and goes uh, like a bout of depression that is eventually treated Um, one in five Americans so that's 20 percent and there are some studies indicating that over 2020 especially um, at the height of COVID that it may have gone as high as one in four so in order to start this out proper um so catriona yes tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do with the mental health association of franklin and fulton county and my goodness that's a mouthful it is it gets even more of a mouthful when you use my full title my name is catriona lunsford i work at the mental health association of franklin and fulton county i am at the chambersburg office on grant street and i also am the facilitator for the franklin county community support program um so what we do is sort of uh go out in the community to event like this um, talk about what's going on and also uh, we hold meetings uh, and invite the community in to talk about um, what our strengths and what our needs in the community Um, and we believe that basically anything has a tie to mental health for example housing for just one thing Um, if you're um, struggling with paying your rent it's going to cause additional stress, which can lead into anxiety, depression, and other things. Um, if you're experiencing homelessness, um, that compounds things. So one wouldn't normally just look at a housing situation and tie that to mental health, um, but we do. So even things like that are things that we we like to address in the community, including like uh, food security, access to services, basically anything you can think of um, can tie back to your mental wellness. Yes. I certainly can. Um, to be honest, I worked for MHA for a while. Um, I helped with the helpline. Uh, one of my first calls was somebody that was really upset because their kid messed up their TV. And trust me, missing your programs can sometimes be its own mental health pro- you know, crisis. And I was able to help that person out, talk them through it, got them able to watch their program that evening. Um, but it was a very stressful time for them because they didn't understand what their kid had done to the television and basically just helped them calm, find a center, and then work it through. And the helpline is like one of many different resources that MHA itself has. Um, Would you care to go into a few other ones? I will be happy to run it down. We have our helpline that is available every day of the year whether it be new year's thanksgiving whatever it is we have people on the helpline from 5 p.m to 10 p.m every evening um it's 
2916 is the dedicated line for that and I do have information and magnets here with that information on it so every night that staff was call specialists who are available to like Sasha said basically handle anything um, whether it be from something that's triggering someone um, if you just need to talk about something um, it's great for even if you have a therapist that you're actively seeing most people only see a therapist once a week at max because of insurance regulations well stuff happens the rest of the week outside of those hours so if you need to talk to somebody um, to lend lend an ear and help you know listen and work through those issues um, it's a it's a great resource um, we're also available to help find um, community resources for example if you are experiencing um, risk of homelessness or food insecurity or any of those things that we talked about earlier um, basically the there's no wrong reason to call. Nope. If we don't have the answer right at hand, we definitely have resources of where you can call next. Exactly. And the best part about the helpline from personal experience is it's, it's non-judgmental. Like, it's basically you're calling someone and they don't have any preconceived judgments. They're just there to be open and honest and friendly and to hear you out. They're not there to tell you what to do, but to offer you options and resources and to hear what's going on without like the worry of judgment. And I think, you know, that's a lot of reasons why a lot of people don't call certain places because they're afraid of judgment. And I think it was one of like the most important things working at MHA was they were trying to end the stigma of it because there should be no stigma when you're facing such challenges. Yeah, that's an excellent point, and it runs through all of our services. It's something that we, we really strive for, um, to, have, to have no judgment, um, no um, negative feedback, because the thing is, we don't know what is going on in somebody's life. So we could, somebody, and this is true for um, services. It's also something to think about when you're um, having friends that are in distress and come to you, that there's no possible way for an outsider to know everything that's going on in that person's life or mind and what the struggles are so something that worked for me may not work for the person and the, that can actually become if we if we make those kind of suggestions for example uh, say somebody calls in and they're experiencing panic attacks well, I've experienced panic attacks, but what works for me, for example, like breathing exercises and meditation can actually make some people more anxious. So if I actively advocate for that treatment, it can actually make the person feel like they're failing when they try it and that there's even less hope. So um, it's, it's important to sort of keep all the options on the table and then let the person choose how they want to proceed from there. And that's actually a good segue into our peer support program. Yes. Um, another thing that we offer at MHA is peer support services. Um, peer support services are basically somebody who is at a certain point in their own mental health recovery um, that then goes and gets training and state license and certified to then work with someone else who is at a different point in recovery that may need extra encouragement from somebody that they know has been there that's where the word peer comes from it's somebody who has had the same not necessarily the same experiences like somebody might have had experiences with depression but not an anxiety or PTSD and not trauma you know like it, but having Having somebody else who is, has experienced mental health struggles and has come out of it to the point um, that they're at a certain point in recovery gives hope to the other person that there is a way forward. So that's basically the entire point of peer support um, is to help someone hold hope until they are ready to hold it for themselves. Um, so with us, it can be paid for through different insurances. Um, it is covered by um, Pennsylvania Perform Care, which is the um, mental health branch of Medicaid. And for those that do not have that insurance or don't qualify, we are able to apply for state funding as well. And I think that's one of the, like, the big things with MHA, and I might be mistaken, but it is 100% a peer-ran organization. Like, you that really you can't work there unless you've had some experience with the mental health community, be it yourself or family members that have been impacted. 
they want to make sure that the person that it, you're working with or that you're talking to, be it on the helpline, is somebody who may not have the exact same experience that you have, but is somebody that has had some sort of experience with the community, be it of themselves or not. And I, I think that is perhaps the most important part because it shows to people who have certain challenges that they're not alone. And that's always been one of my big things being visible saying, yes, I have suffered with PTSD. Yes, I've dealt with all kinds of trauma. Yes, I'm a suicide survivor more than once. But it's good to talk about those things and be open with it because somebody else might think they're alone. And that's the worst thing. Yeah, it makes it makes a huge difference. It has in my life, and I'm sure it has in your life, yep. when you find um, an organization or a group of people or even that one friend who you know that you're not alone, like it's not just you. Because when you feel like it's just you, that makes it so much worse. Um, so that's part of why we have all these peer-run services and also do all this education and outreach um, to say, you know, like it's not just you. Um, it may just be in your head, but it is real. That doesn't make it any less real um, what's happening to you. And that kind of is a good segue also into you guys' like suicide prevention side as well as your community outreach program as well. Yes, we do have the Franklin County um, Suicide Prevention Coalition, um, which, forgive me, I do not have on the top of my head because they just changed um, the days of the month that they meet, but all that information is on mhaff.org. Um, on the events calendar, you'll find all the updated information for that. Um, that's a coalition of um, currently mainly professionals, however, we're really looking for more community members to be involved um, to talk about what the needs are in the community and to create action plans as to how to work together to lower the suicide rate in Franklin County. Well, I will say like I have noticed because I've been to a couple different like medical facilities recently. I've seen the magnets that you have and they'll be available at you guys' booth. Um, but I've seen other stuff out there right now, um, and it's really great because usually with events, you guys try to get involved, which is awesome. Like, I initially reached out to basically say, hey, you know, I'll bring some stuff along to help out, and you guys were like, no, let's do it. And I'm like, that's awesome, by all means. Oh, well, we're super excited to be here. I mean, usually this is something that I'm out doing maybe two, three times a week, especially in the summer, but of course for the past year and a half about there haven't been um events to go out in the community so we're super excited to be here we've got tons of information at our booth um all about our services um and uh different events we have coming up i should also take the time to mention that uh, may is mental health month and every May, we make a real effort to make sure there are tons of events in the community that can get the community involved, um, push the anti-stigma message, and things like that. So I'd just like to run down those real quick. Please. Um, every year, we have a wellness conference on the first Friday of May. So this year, it falls on the 7th of May, Friday the 7th of May. Um, we are focusing on, this year, recovery-oriented living. So we have worked with um, community members from the community support program about what they were interested in hearing this year. And they chose to have panels on, um, on both understanding trauma, about supporting youth through trauma. Um, we're having an, a, a, an art event where um, people can pick up uh, the elements for the project at MHA beforehand, and then it'll be taught um, online as will the rest of the conference. Um, we also have um, grief, grief and loss session. Um, we have also resilience and positivity as to how to move forward out of this year and everything that we've been dealing with. Um, so we're really excited about that. There's also several free trainings that are not often free. Um, so please check out again our website. There's a big pink banner on the side with May events that'll take you to all the flyers and information about that. So that's the first thing in May. And then the next weekend we have again our 17th annual viewers choice art show so this is really special because um, we have it is open to anyone in the community of any skill level with basically 
any creative endeavor. Um, so we've just released um, all the information for that. That's the 14th through the 16th, um, and we are accepting submissions up until then. Um, we also have information for that at our booth, as well as online at mhaff.org. And then on the 21st, which is another Friday that next weekend, is our annual Walk the Walk advocacy event. Um, where our keynote speaker is Giselle Fetterman, the okay. second lady of Pennsylvania, who will be who will be speaking at that event. Um, again, due to some lingering COVID restrictions, uh, that's going to be mostly online as well. And then we'll do sort of a, a community walk on your own. So all that information is on there as well. So this year the conference and walk the walk are still virtual but the art show is going to be in person oh, that's excellent i'm glad to hear that there's some events that are starting to open up for you i was kind of concerned with covid and then i know when it had started last year you know there was a lot of stuff that was kind of put off so it's good to finally see you guys back up and running at least yeah it's really exciting to be able to have events in person again um i know it's been a struggle for everybody throughout the past year. Um, everybody gets Zoom fatigue. Everybody gets, you know, sick of these video calls. And we, we crave interpersonal attention um, and interpersonal um, interactions. So it's great that we can start having these events in person again. We also have our Tuesday night support group, which is in person again, okay. which is every Tuesday night from 6 to 8. Um, it's just an open support group for general mental health concerns. Come in walk walk in sit down you can share as much as you want to you can stay and listen um, it does not just have to be for someone who is experiencing challenges themselves it can also be for supporters parents anyone involved in the recovery process and when, when do those meet that is on Tuesday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. and that is in person at our Chambersburg office at 478 Grant Street in Chambersburg all right, that's excellent. And that's the same place where the grief counseling and everything else would occur as well? Yes. We don't currently have an active grief counseling group, but keep an eye on our, our website. Excellent. And is there any like consideration maybe like extending some more resources online so it's possible for people to attend more? Yes, we are definitely trying to be more attentive to our event calendar on our website, as well as, for example, all of the May events, um, all of the forms, registrations, information, flyers, basically anything you could possibly want to know about our Mental Health Month events in May um, are all on the website. Um, so uh, we know that, especially after this past year, <laughs> it's been very hard to um, do anything except online, so we're trying to be very mindful of that and of course if anybody has any questions or can't find anything on the website um, give us a call email the general information um, I think it's info at mha.org yes um, email that and and we'll get back to you as soon as possible I'm quite sure you probably have business cards and things of that nature as well yes yes absolutely I have my own business cards down at our booth which is right outside of San between Sanders and gallery 35 okay so yeah stop on by we have tons of information we have paper copies of all the flyers and registrations for our events um, and pamphlets for all of our services the helpline um, peer support services we also are going to have youth peer support services very very soon as uh, soon as the next person's uh, licensure comes through um, and that's exciting because then we can work with people 14 and above. Oh, that's good. Because 14 is the uh, legal age of consent for mental health care in Pennsylvania. So we're really excited to, to get that up and running. I'm really excited to hear that they got some new programs going. So that's really awesome. Anything new and exciting that's got you jazzed up? Um, I'm pretty excited that we're part of a string of support groups um, to do with um, those who have had experience in the criminal justice system okay. um, or, you know, any sort of involvement, whether you're on probation or ever have been or, or anything like that. We have, we have a group that just started, 
if not this week the week before okay. um, on Friday afternoons that information is on our website as well um, and then we are looking to open up quite a few new support groups as okay. opposed to meetings in the upcoming year excellent well that's excellent to hear because you guys have the space for support groups you guys have the space for so much stuff and it's a wonderful facility and yeah, it was great to see you guys out here, try to get some word out, get some buzz and thing going on. So that's awesome. Glad to hear things are definitely stepping up and shaping up. Um, outside of that, like you said, there's some statistics and some numbers you want to talk to with us about. Well, the main one that I already brought up was, um, you know, that, that one in five adult Americans will experience mental illness at some point in their lifetime. And when you really think about that statistic, it helps bus stigma on its own because when you think of how many people that is um, it, it, if you take 20% of the American population which is what like 330 or yes. something million um, knock out those in the youth population because the statistics for adults um, but still think about if you're at a barbecue and there's 20 people four of them have had experience with a mental health challenge in their lifetime um, so we just encourage people to you know we know it's hard to be open um, because there is still judgment that occurs in the community um, but sometimes just knowing that statistic that you know 20% of people have experienced something at some point in their lifetimes when you really stop and let that sink in about the numbers you know, we're, we're not alone. No, we're not. And I, I think that's one of the things, too, that I don't think a lot of really people focuses on is the stigma itself may actually be influencing the statistic. And a lot of people don't realize that either, where they might not be reporting certain things because of the stigma. So the number may even be higher than 20% of the population. Well, absolutely. That's sort of the problem with why the statistic wasn't finalized or changed based on um, the numbers that came forward during the past year of, of COVID times or whatever you want to call it um, because there's no really way to know if the people who are coming forward for treatment which is amazing, wonderful, etc. We're very glad about that. We know how hard that is. Um, we don't know if these are new instances of struggles, if these are uh, struggles that already existed and were exacerbated by the situation mm -hmm. um, and or if it's sort of struggles that always existed and were just never in treatment so weren't reported so when it comes to statistics I personally think everything is always going to be low because of, of that issue of how to count it exactly yeah, because when it comes to statistics, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's a number. And again, with the stigma that is out there regarding the mental health community, it can cause an impact where people just simply aren't reporting or simply aren't taking the surveys and things of that nature because they don't want to be counted that way or being afraid of being cataloged. And at the end of the day, you're not alone. And that's one of the reasons why I was trying to encourage a few more people to come out so you can at least put faces to it. Because like I said myself, I I'm a survivor. I've been through a lot. Um, I can talk to my experiences all day long. Not going to. You can see me at my booth any time or once I've gotten into my cups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that yeah, that's another thing. Like... Um, if anyone ever wants to just have a, a listening ear or um, you know you can stay anonymous on the helpline like you don't you don't have to disclose anything the only thing we would ever ask of you is maybe what county you're in and that has to do with our f funding and how we have to report things as to how many people we're serving from each area um, but I promise we can't track you down just by knowing you're in Fulton County um, it's a big place lots of people and even if you say that you're in the serviced area we'll, we'll, we'll you know they'll still help and that's the biggest thing you know at the end of the day you know you still got that hour to talk to somebody and just have somebody listen you can call up the two times a night and just talk I don't care if you had a bad day, they will listen to you. If it's just, hey, my, my son, for example, like would have a mental health challenge, you know, and it, it can impact you as a parent. You can sit and talk and let that out. 
because again we all have challenges that influence influence us either positively or negatively and that can affect us emotionally as well as mentally absolutely yeah and you know if it if someone calls in and is struggling for example with suicidality and it rises to the um, level of of an active attempt we still can't do anything without the person's consent exactly so we're not you know we can make a three-way call with crisis we do have that procedure um, and availability for that but it still requires the person's consent so anything that you call and disclose to us we are not going to do anything with without your consent because everything we do is protected by HIPAA yep Yep, that's a big thing that's there at MHA. I know that from firsthand experience. I know that from, you know, people that I've told to call the helpline. They, they, they're like, wow, thank you for giving me that information. And it's, it's nice to be on the other side because I get to hear all the positives now where it's like, oh, wow, those people honestly were genuinely concerned and helped. And they were non-judgmental. And I think that's like the biggest uh, takeaway that one can possibly ever get. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, it's 5 to 10 every night all year. Um, we have cots in there for snowstorms. Like, we're going to be answering the phone. Um, so we're, we're there every evening. And, of course, if you need to get a hold of somebody during the day, just call the office. You know, there'll be staff there. And the office is usually nine to five regular office hours. Um, uh, ideally, um, again, with a lot of people still working from home and alternating, um, it might be a little off, but um, yeah, you'll be able to get a hold of someone. And you guys are still doing the um, Senior Reach program, right, for the elderly adults? Absolutely. We have Senior Reach, which is um, basically kind of a reverse helpline is the easiest way to explain it um, for members of the community who are 60 years and older. So basically, we understand that isolation is a huge factor leading to depression and many many other concerns um, so what this program is is that a, a, a participant would actually sign up and just sign like a consent for us to call you and then they would be added into the program and then our call specialist for senior reach would call and, and just talk about whatever you want to talk about mm -hmm. it's basically to combat um, social isolate social Isolate, isolation. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so that's a really cool program um, in that, you know, we have somebody and, and the person we have working that program um, keeps track, keeps track of everything in her head, um, you know, like somebody's grandkids or birthdays or, or all that. Um, so it's, it's really great for especially if um, family member is is family members are not immediately available um, and things like that that we can definitely make those calls um, I believe it's at definitely once a week yeah that information is online as well and we also have the pa paper pamphlets because it does require an actual signature um, to consent to enter the program but again there's ab there's absolutely no cost um, all of our programs are 100% free yep. and I know you've mentioned a couple programs with us today um, but there are plenty of resources out there outside of MHA as well I don't know how, oh, much, absolutely. how much you can talk to about that and those programs but um, absolutely um, funnily enough also at our booth we have a pamphlet um, that has information about um, different um, area resources for treatments um, also different area resources for therapy for psychiatry um, on our uh, community support program Facebook page we also try and anytime we see anything going on um, whether including outside of our organization um, whether it be a support group or a community event or anything that you know um, would be available for community members to increase their wellness we make sure to put it on there 
as well. And of course, at, at mhalf.org, down at the bottom, is a little, a little click link for the CSP Facebook page where all that information is always put up. And you've said, too, that like some of the stuff isn't exactly directly related to mental health, but is still mental health, be it like financial resources oh, or food pantries. Absolutely, because we're of the opinion and I personally am of the opinion as well that, I mean, stress and and um, any other sort of triggers come from life stuff. You know, like everybody still has life stuff, whether or not they're actively struggling um, with a mental health challenge or not. Everybody has mental wellness you know we all have to work on our mental wellness and part of that is reducing stress and having security and stability um of course not always there's some people that prefer to you know wander and everything nothing can be totally generalized um but yeah the the financial information is a great great example um we don't personally offer um, courses about financial management, but I know F&M Trust does, and we make sure to advertise whenever they have their courses about budget management and, and things of that like. I know that there for a while there was like a list that was maintained on all the local food pantries. Yes, we have, that has been ever-changing again in the past year because so many new ones have opened up, um, so many things have changed, uh, drop dates have changed. So again, anytime we find information about something coming up, we make sure to put it on our Facebook page. Excellent. Now, I know like right now, like a lot of people have been online because of things like COVID, things of that nature, but um, is there some other way like for the people who don't have access to maybe get these additional details and resources? Absolutely. If anybody ever um, ever wants to just stop by the office, um, again, between the hours of 9 and 5, someone is at least one person is there at the minute, um, that we would be happy to assist you in person. Um, and again, for example, okay, so our wellness conference this year is having to be held virtually due to restrictions. We are still allowing people who do not have access to computers, internet, email, etc., to come into the office in a socially distanced way to be able to watch it that way so we're, we're very cognizant of um, individual people in the community's restrictions when it comes to technology um, and try and make sure that there's always an option available for those who are not able to to attend virtually to especially for big events to figure out a way to have at least some people do it in person. We do. We are blessed with a, a, a very large conference room on one side of our office. Um, so, I mean, if there was like 35 people that wanted to do that, it might become a challenge with social distancing right now. Um, but that is something that we're we're being very aware of right now. Okay. I know, like with HIP, it might be difficult to like record something or things of that nature. But I would imagine there might be alternatives as well. Right. Well, I mean, when it comes to our, our community support program meetings that we have monthly where we always have, you know, a speaker from some sort of agency on some sort of topic, like most recently we had um, a combination of people from Mid-Pen Legal and also um, the County Housing Office talk about, like, what to do um, if you are about to experience homelessness and what to do once you have experienced homelessness, like both sides of that. So that's um, really good information, but not necessarily everybody could have logged in at that time or had that access. So we make sure to record it so that it's available for, for, future, for future watching. Um, and we're working to be able to have meetings in person again as soon as realistically possible. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's all good to hear. That's, that's wonderful. Um, and you guys still, like, work closely with other organizations such as, like, Women in Need and things of that nature? Oh, absolutely. The community, the, the entire community has to work together to assist with, with mental wellness, you know? So um, we have, for example, call specialists on the helpline. Always have information right there about all the different community agencies, like a copy of the Where to Turn in Franklin County um, that, has, that most recently was updated, I think, four months ago. Um, 
that has all the updated information about what agencies have what services um, that p we can refer people out because we're not the expert in everything nope. like I said like uh, I can't teach somebody how to budget because I'm horrible at budgeting myself but I can tell you that there are usually classes at F&M and who to contact about you know when mm -hmm. something might be coming up yep. And that's one thing that I always found, like having worked there myself, there's always an abundance of resources available, be it like if you were to call the helpline and need something, if they don't know, they still take ownership and say, hey, let's learn this together. Let's find this out together. Or, hey, if I can't find this right now, I will call you back if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. We all work as, we all work as a team, both um, at MHA within CSP and then also as a community. Um, so, for example, the um, Suicide Prevention Coalition, like I said, it has a lot of professionals um, also on the committee. So, I mean, there are people just off the top of my head, I haven't been to a meeting in a while, um, like from Keystone Health and from different agencies, um, from the county mental health, office um, all working together excellent excellent well that's good to hear that like everything's all jointed and taken care of um, like suicide's a big thing in the area because like I said I've seen a lot of stuff um, that have been in like the local restrooms like if you go to Keystone Health there's the phone number because they have a crisis line they have their own warm line now is there any partnership between that warm line and MHA's warm line um, not right this second. Okay. Um, our own helpline that we have in the evenings, like I said, if it rises um, to the need of, of intervention from crisis, we can make that, make that connection and stay on the phone with the individual should they choose. Um, but we're just glad that there are more resources in the community. Yep. And you guys even service Fulton County, which again is a small Absolutely. It's, it, it's very small, but it, you guys provides resources I think you guys even have events out toward Fulton County as absolutely well. we have we we try and we are just as active as in Fulton County as we are in Franklin County um, as, as much as possible we do have a, an office in Fulton County in McConnellsburg um, there's not always staff at that office um, it's only on certain days and time so I wouldn't tell you to just like stop by um, but we do um, for example, our Walk the Walk advocacy event, we have one in Fulton County as well. And we've also just started um, our Leadership Academy, which was always um, just taking place in the Chambersburg office, has this past fall, fall of 2020, um, has been able to take place in Fulton County as well. Oh, well, that's great to hear. Yeah, it's good that even the smaller of the two areas is finally being focused on because I know it was hard to get information out there because it is such a small area, so that's good. Yeah, we are making we are making an active effort. Like for example, um, the community support program. We now have two facilitators: myself for Franklin County and Barry Munch for Fulton County. Um, so we have uh, we have two sets of meetings every month. Um, again those are virtual right now but in theory and they always have been in person so there would be meetings meetings in mcconnellsburg as well um and we also all of our services like peer support services youth peer support services um we go out to fulton county anywhere in fulton county so yeah we definitely serve both counties equally now i know some restrictions are starting to get ready to get lifted up but i know you mentioned about events in may is there anything big that's past may that you guys are looking forward to or wanting to try to get information out on the possibility mind you once restrictions have been lifted um well let me think because my entire brain is focused on may right now um we have a little bit of a break. Uh, September is Suicide Awareness Month. Um, so we'll be doing some prevention activities um, and then also hanging ribbons and things like that. Um, as far as, as uh, big events, I know Fulton County's um, Leadership Academy will be in the fall. I should mention what Leadership Academy is. Um, Leadership Academy is something that we've been doing in Franklin County for gosh, almost 20 years yes. now, um, where we have community members, professionals, whoever wants to be involved, um, come in and it's, we have also community members come in as um, teachers to talk about 
um, just different subjects that can increase your leadership abilities, whether that be at a job, whether that be in your own life, whether it be advocating for yourself in a doctor's office, um, to build confidence and, and be more comfortable. Um, so for example, some of the classes have been like, um, about meetings, like how do meetings actually work, like what's the deal with agendas and minutes and all that stuff. Um, also on like decision making and problem solving, um, on communication and public speaking, um, just a, a little bit of everything. Um, so we're actually about to finish that up in Franklin County right now. Our last day is I think it's almost the entire way at the end of April, maybe the 29th will be the end of our 12 weeks, and then we always hold graduation at um, whatever that county's next big event is. And then the classes start anew? Well, in Franklin County, they'll start anew in February. It's okay. like a February through April kind of thing. And in uh, in Fulton County, I know this past year was uh, just sort of a test run. I think there were six classes instead of 12. Hmm. So it would it would depend what the plans are um, for how many courses and then how, how long that would run. But the Walk the Walk event in um, Fulton County is always in October. Okay. So I'm sure it would be um, beginning to middle of fall. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad, I'm glad that there's some future stuff, and it's nice that things are opening up. And I know before I left, you guys were really, really good about safety and protocol there when it came to COVID. Um, so... Uh, I imagine you guys are still maintaining that where when people come in it's a safe clean environment absolutely we um, as staff we have our temperatures taken and fill out a form every day um, wear masks in the office um, and then also we expect the same from our visitors unless there is of course some sort of medical reason which we would have a discussion about now I know in the past like the peers would usually go out to the people has that changed any um, it did change a little bit in that, um, I won't bore you, but the, the it used to be that the regulations were that we, we weren't allowed to do telehealth. Okay. Um, it had to be in person because of the nature of the services. Of course, that all changed um, when it became kind of impossible there for a little while, especially um, for peers who are in facilities that lock down. Okay. Um, it just became impossible so that did change um, luckily um, although the regulation is still the same and we can do telehealth as necessary um, because of the the county numbers etc cetera, etc cetera, we are also available to go out in in person it's still a little difficult because we meet in the community so like um, you know people who prefer to meet at a certain McDonald's if that McDonald's still isn't open in the dining room that causes some challenges um, so it's it's been a lot of creativity um, getting through this but yeah we are definitely still out in the community meeting meeting with our peers for peer support services I'm still swinging with the punches that's good yeah absolutely good swinging with the punches that's excellent that's good to hear and it like um certainly it sounds like there's some new events opening up and like sounds like potentially some new programs so that's awesome um you mentioned the potential for possibly some new support groups anything on the horizon that we should know about um well of course uh as most people know fiscal years change in july right and so does our contract um so it it is all based on what what is approved we're really hoping um to open up um some more specific um um, support groups whereas the one we have right now is is just general mm -hmm. um, we're hoping to have something for youth we're hoping to have something from the LGBTQIA plus community um, but again I can't none of that is in stone mm -hmm. um, but there are definitely things that we we have on the horizon and please if anyone in the community says you know I wish they did this or I, it would have been helpful if they had a support group about that please tell us absolutely tell us because otherwise we don't know and so when we're sitting in these meetings trying to figure out what to add service wise if there are community requests they will definitely be considered. Now, do you guys offer like any sort of volunteer program or anything of that nature currently? Absolutely, yes. Um, we are always looking for volunteers. We're a completely um, 
we're registered 501c3 nonprofit. The 87 cents of the dollar goes back into direct services, which is an, an extremely high percentage. Um, so we're always looking for people to help out, whether it be help out around around the office with file work, whether it be help out at events. Um, we offer a college internship program, and all of that information is on our website, mhaff.org, M-H-A-F-F, -F, uh, for Mental Health Association Franklin and Fulton um, dot org. So um, if you if you look on there, there's a couple of forms. If you're interested in volunteering, um, you'll probably think like, oh, that's a really short form. Surely they need more information. Um, the reason is because if you're interested in volunteering, we're actually going to call you and have a conversation with you about what you're interested in, what you want to be involved in, and what's coming up that might be the best match. And that's good. That's wise because you want to make sure you have the right people doing the right job and making sure that they're matched up specifically. Yeah, we want everybody to have a great experience, get involved, um, be able to do what they want to do. And then anyone who is a volunteer or goes through our internship program, um, we do offer um, letters of recommendation for that as well. Awesome. That's excellent. And with a leadership program, it sounds like everything's pretty well-rounded with that type of stuff. So. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really glad with, with what we have available, um, but of course we're always looking to expand. And I know in the past that there have been um, certain things that were open to the public. I know, again, r with restrictions right now, it's hard to do. It but does I know, make it hard. I know in the past um, folks have came out from, what is it, the Franklin County Drug and Alcohol, if I'm not mistaken, and there was some trainings on... Narcan and things of that nature as well as the ability for people to not only get safes from them but from MHA as well. Um, well I know that we have had and continue to um, allow people and trainings uh, from other agencies to occur in our building because okay. we have the space and usually when that happens there's some sort of partnership. Um, I can't speak to if anything is like a permanent standing arrangement. Um, but yeah, we have had lots, lots of different things. Like we've had um, peer specialist trainings in our office for two weeks. Um, we've had different trainings. We just had um, a training um, called Working Minds, um, which is a program where uh, several of our employees were able to get trained to then go out into the community and work with businesses and supervisors and managers to talk to them about suicide prevention and what to watch for in the workplace because I mean for those who 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 have full-time jobs you spend a really significant chunk of your day in that situation with those people so the idea is to you know if if more managers and supervisors are able to spot the signs the better so that's like another growth opportunity exactly and it's it's something that's important in everyday life not just your home life but your working life be aware of your surroundings just because somebody might not seem, and I don't like to use the word right, but I like to say does not seem or set with how you would view things, doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with reaching out and checking on somebody and making sure that they're okay. Yeah, absolutely. One of the most important things that I even learned from my training when I joined the agency, um, despite my previous information and experience with mental health, um, was that asking someone if they are suicidal does not put the idea in their head. It was either there or it wasn't. You are not going to be the one to cause the idea to go into someone's head, but you could be the one person who asks bluntly enough to have open up the conversation exactly sometimes that's what it takes sometimes it takes somebody stepping forward are you okay and to get that dialogue started and i think that's a very important important thing that more people need to do be aware of your surroundings not just at home but at work or if you're at the grocery store just don't be afraid Absolutely. And I just want to remind people that, you know, mental health resources aren't just for the people who are struggling. It can be for the supporters, the friends that aren't sure exactly what to do or where to turn. All right. You can have a friend that's struggling with grief and you want to be able to better address it. You could go to one of those grief support groups and learn something. Um, when you guys open up an LGBTQ group, you could actually go there and learn about the community and familiarize yourself and go, oh, well, these are just people just like myself. 
and it, it opens your eyes a little bit. Absolutely. And, you know, the example of grief, we don't have an active group right now. However, if somebody were to call me with that concern, I could easily refer them to the Drew Michael Taylor House in Shippensburg right. that has several active grief groups. And there's like several places like in the area, like, for example, in Shippensburg, you have the harbor. It deals with a lot mm -hmm. of people that have substance use disorder. Aha, I got it right. You did. Excellent. <laughs> Wonderful phrasing. Yeah. But yes, yeah, substance use disorder is a big deal in the area. And that's a place where if you're accustomed to going to places that are like a bar, it's a bar without the alcohol. Yeah. And speaking of substance use disorder, we are actually right on the edge of having all our certifications in line to start a um, certified recovery specialist at the agency who is basically a peer specialist who is dual certified to assist in those who have had struggles with substance use disorder. Yeah, so that's a, that's a very, very important thing to have. Um, something that you'll even say that I advocated for about the whole time I was there. We need this, we need this, we need this, why don't we have this? Because to be honest, there's a, not a lot of resources in Franklin County um, that are effective. Again, trying to use the appropriate phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should mention, because you said about, you know, other agencies in the area, since our program isn't up and running, I should recommend the Lighthouse program at PA okay. Counseling, um, because they do actively have, have groups and uh, CRSs available there. Yeah, if you can get me some information on that later, that'd be awesome. Absolutely, I'd be happy to. Oh, great. Great. So it sounds like there's a lot of stuff going on for MHA and there's a lot of positive stuff. Only thing that always has tricked me out is how small the office is and how like so few people know that you guys exist and you guys offer such a great service. What are you guys doing to do like a street team and trying to get more info out there? Well, Sasha, we are trying. <laughs> we are really, 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 really trying because we have actually been at that location at least 15 years yes. um, and usually when people say where are you at and we explain it they're like oh yeah I have seen that driving by you know we're across Caddy Corner from TB Woods if everybody remembers the old train hobby store right there it the, seems the to Marine be Corps. in the Marine Corps right there um, but yeah so I mean it's it's doing doing events like this getting getting the word out um, shoving business cards around um, getting all that information out um, to, to know that the services exist that's always been a challenge I'm sure it's a challenge for any agency especially a local uh, service agency um, but yeah we, we it's, it's basically anything that opens up we're signing up for to be able to be out in the community um, you'll see my face all over the place um, you'll see our badges you'll see us out in the community um, to let everybody know that, that we're here we're available come talk to us and that's that's the way to be you got to be open and visible in order to build acceptance and help fight the stigma because that's the biggest thing in the world you know you're not alone absolutely and I, and you know central region community support program which is um, what we fall under as is our uh, multi-county um, group that we we go under has actually been working for a year to do an anti-stigma poster campaign and they're actually going to be mailed out this week and there will be hundred and fifty of them that will be distributed throughout Franklin and Fulton counties um, with you know uh, one of them says it's okay to not be okay one of them says check on your friends the other one says says um, mental illness is not a weakness so we're going to have those all over the two counties to hopefully increase um, anti-stigma awareness and I think like one of the biggest things like having worked there that my biggest takeaway from MHA was people first language Do you Absolutely. Want to talk about that a little bit sure I'll talk about people first language a bit um, it is difficult to switch because it's not the way our lexicon is set up, basically, how we have learned to speak in everyday language. So people first um, language would be um, instead of saying an addict, right? Yes. Like that has a horrible connotation. It's giving somebody a label without like admitting that they're a person. It's judgmental. If you instead use the actual diagnosis and remember that it's a person and say a person with substance use disorder it is much more respectful and less judgmental than by just throwing labels around because yes. a substance use disorder could be anything be it like food be it anything that's a substance that 
you use and to an excess or maybe not even to an excess yeah absolutely it can it can cover all number of things and that's just one example you know um, you wouldn't label somebody just don't label somebody by their diagnosis and remember yes. that they're a person like if you are just somebody is a something that can be judgmental detrimental really offensive turn people off to services um and then you know also we at the office we make a huge effort not to use diagnoses as adjectives yes um so i wouldn't say the weather is crazy or you know something like that or that that this is bipolar or that is whatever um so d and when you try and stop you realize how often those are used as just adjectives and when you talk about you know um when you really start thinking about it it really is easy to replace them with you know other adjectives exactly it is it is um so in conclusion in order to wrap this up do you have anything that we missed that we didn't cover that you'd like to address here in the last couple minutes until we get the next setup going no i mean i think we covered all the services basically all the services that mha offered i'm, I'm imagining our booth in my head and like how things are lined up to make sure i didn't miss anything um i would just remind people that um our big anti-stigma events are all happening in may um and to check out the website or our booth for all that information and to again give the number for the helpline um which is 717-264-2916 and where is your booth today our booth today is in between gallery 35 and sanders okay sort of just a little past the food truck so if you're like getting a hot dog just keep walking just a tiny bit and come say hi all right excellent well you have a great day katrina and it was good seeing you today yes great to talk with you sasha thanks right. so much take care guys and now the long coat mafia podcast it's a long coat mafia podcast you screaming up Welcome back, everybody. Tell us what you thought about that panel. And you know what? Since I'm trying to start something new, I want to hear your conversation, not just about mental health, but men's mental health. And I'm going to continue, have you continue that conversation in regard to children's mental health. Because, like I said, or kind of alluded to at the start of this program, uh, when I was growing up, hey, you're not allowed to be stressed because you're a child. You you gotta hey, uh, you're not allowed to cry. You gotta man up. You gotta you know grow a spine. You gotta have you know be X Y and Z. You're not allowed to have that. You're have that emotion. You're not allowed to express that emotion. You're just a child. You should be ha bottle it up. That whole aspect. Tell us what you think. Uh, the best place is to tell us what you think. Uh, in regards to the podcast catching apps is Podbean and Good Pods. We're starting to promote Good Pods a lot right now, but uh, those are the two apps that allow comments underneath each episode. So uh, like and subscribe to us on those apps. Uh, they're both Android and iOS based, and uh, you could sign in with like Google or just the, everything's free. You don't have to pay for anything regards to these two pro uh, apps for your phone or device so uh, you you're able to leave us a comment there rate each episode and so forth and so on you could subscribe to us but if you don't want to leave your favorite podcasting p app whether it be Spotify Apple podcasts or you know Google podcast you could just easily send us an email and me and Sasha when we finally get together we could discuss these topics that you send to us and discuss these issues and everything else just let us know which episode you're talking about so that we have a more of a headspace instead of uh if you're talking about mental health we will be serious about it but if you're being a troll we will uh respond in kind but if it's mental health uh, talking about this episode in particular uh, put that in the subject uh, line so we know where it's headed. It gives us an idea of what your email's about. But uh, we will read emails on air. Heck, if um, if it's a week like this and things have come up uh, and we have enough emails or comments or what have you, uh, guess what? 
I will respond to them myself. I will give you my reaction. I will rant about them, etc., etc., etc. And if you're serious and all that, we will be. I will be serious. I'll try to answer it my best ability, uh, and everything else. And on that side note, as I stated in the start of this program, mental health is a serious issue. If you need help, seek help. If you want to don't want to burn your friends regard this please seek a professional i know in this day and age seeking a professional is an added expense and money does not go as far as uh you can but a lot of places can offer up free services i'm not sure where uh contact your state agency for where you can do that uh if you need to call somebody call somebody i'm sure uh the local dhhr department of health and human services will be happy to give you uh the places to go or uh numbers to call to help help you uh there's a lot of uh church organizations or nonprofits that are able to point you in the right direction that you need to do and like i said uh because i have the link that uh, and the information from the person that Sasha spoke to, I'll link that in the description down below. And I'll also include the number to the suicide prevention hotline for those of you who need it. Because if you're down that dark road and you need that help, please contact that number. Please contact that number. That I can't stress that enough. Can't stress of getting y'all getting help if you need it. So, and... As I, I'll say this, uh, even though it wasn't mental mental health, if it wasn't for my my buddy Big Candy being there three years ago, a little bit more than three years ago, I would not be here right now talking to you, having these conversations with Sasha when we're able to, because I was so far gone physically, not mentally, physically. He's the one that took me to the hospital and said, "Listen, I am taking your." rear end to the hospital because you need to get better it's beyond you ain't going to walk this off i'll put it like that because in my mindset in my mental health i was so indoctrinated that if you're sick walk it off you ain't going to the hospital you don't need a doctor walk it off you'll be fine i he's the one that's like no no somebody's got to intervene if it wasn't for him i would not be here so if if you need that doctor, don't be afraid. Don't walk it off if you need to. Call the suicide hotline. Call call somebody that's willing to help you. Talk it out. It's okay. Whether you're a guy, a girl, uh, non-binary, what, whatever you, you identify as. Even if you're a child, if you need help, uh, get help. Please get help. Find somebody that will help you uh, and everything else. So, that being said, what more can I say, but... I'm a gamer. I'm wearing a bikini. See you next time on the Long Coat Mafia.